Hi, I'm Sean Perrin, and you're listening to episode 62 of the Clarinet Podcast, the show where I discuss all that's new and neat with clarinet, with the neatest people in the industry. On today's episode of the podcast, I'm joined by the four girls from Foreplay Clarinet Ensemble. They are a pop group that's relatively new and arranges covers of pop tunes, produces them in exciting music video format, and then releases them on YouTube to inspire the next generation of clarinet players. Their videos are generating a ton of buzz online, with one video in particular, a cover of a song called Lean On by a band called Major Laser, raking in over a half million views alone. You can learn about what's in a name, how the girls arrange and choose their music, how they feel they are influencing the next generation of young musicians, and this is also through education and outreach efforts they are starting for the following year, and some of their long-term goals as an ensemble. For detailed show notes and to see them in action in their latest video, and to learn about their recent crowdfunding effort on Kickstarter to raise funds to be able to produce their music in a live setting, check out the show notes for today's episode and all other episodes at www.clarinet.com. Speaking of fundraising, I'm currently raising funds on the Clarinet website to take the show on the road to the Clarinet Fest 2017 conference in Orlando, Florida. At the time of this episode's airing, the funding is about 65% of the way there, and I really want to thank all those who've made direct donations on the website, they've purchased things from the Clarinet store, maybe they've clicked on affiliate links, or maybe they're backers on Patreon. And in today's episode, I'd like to thank Eric S., Cheryl S., and Amy M. for being our latest backers. Of course, today's episode is also brought to you by our sponsor, Diderio Woodwinds. Thank you so much for listening. Sanding, shaping, balancing. For centuries, mastering your instrument meant mastering these crafts too. But now, Diderio is refining craftsmanship for the 21st century by refining their reeds and mouthpieces with the world's most innovative techniques so you can spend less time sanding, shaping, and balancing, and more time perfecting your own craft. To learn more about the new era of craftsmanship from Diderio Woodwinds, visit diderio.com woodwinds. I'm here today with Four Play Clarinet, or Four Play Clarinet. We're going to talk about which it is, actually. And that consists of Claire, Rainey, Gabby, and Shawnee. Welcome to the Clarinet Podcast, guys, or girls, I suppose. Hi. Thank you for having us. <laughs> so let's get one thing out of the way first. I want to talk about this name. How did this, in a way, I think the name is so cool because four are playing clarinet, but I think there's also a little bit of a connotation being drawn there. I'm, I'm just not sure. So <laughs> yeah, I think I'll take this one because I'm kind of the one who came up with the name. So um, originally we started as a chamber group, you know, because at university we have a chamber music requirement. We were in quartet together. And at one point we were going to put on a small recital of all the repertoire we learned and we needed to find a name. And I was like, crap, what do you name like quartet? So I literally went on Google. I was like, what do you name quartet? And then 
one of the names was foreplay. I was like, oh yeah. I like, I kind of <laughs> had that like not so innocent thought in my head. I was like, yeah, why don't I just throw it out there? If they don't like it, then why not? And I was like, wait, what do you guys think of foreplay? And they're like, yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> of um, course we loved it. <laughs> 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 that's nice. <laughs> So one of the things that I find interesting about being a clarinetist and, you know, all musicians, I think, have this to an extent, but I always sort of in the back of my mind was like, man, it'd be cool to be in a rock band or something like that, where, I don't know, people sort of, they look up to it a little more, a little more differently. And the other day I was getting a haircut, actually. And, uh, you know, I sat down and the guy's like, oh, you know, what do you do for work? And I was like, oh, I'm a musician. I felt all cool. He's like, oh, are you in a band? And I was like, well, I, I'm a clarinetist, you know? So, but you guys are, you're sort of on the other side. You've sort of created sort of a pop rockish sort of clarinet band. How, how does it feel to be in a group like that? Is it seen as kind of hip on the streets or is it sort of nerdy or how do you, how do you get interpreted? I think most people think it's really cool because they can actually relate to it. Yeah. A bit more um, than, you know, if you're like, actually, I play in band. <laughs> we have a quartet and we do like pop stuff. It's it's kind of more accessible for people who don't really follow music or know a lot about it. And mm-hmm. So that's good. Yeah, no, I feel like just on that note, like the whole, I think what's so great I feel like about our group is that we're, we kind of have the best of both worlds. We're like half in the classical because cl- clarinet is like culturally a classical musician in the orchestra and that's how we were all trained. We we're all classically trained musicians, but then, you know, we're also a connection to the, like a portion of our generation that doesn't really, you know, they don't, they hardly know what classical music is outside of Beethoven for Elise or Moonlight Sonata. And, and like, you know, a lot of times we'll come up to people and they'll be like, like when you were out there getting your haircut, like, Oh, what do you do? Oh, I play clarinet. Oh, that's like a flute, right? <laughs> like that. Then it's just kind of like, okay, that's not really it. But I feel like you know, with what we're doing, kind of like, kind of bridging the gap with kind of people having to, people are able to understand what our instrument is and like kind of what we do more and where we came from. Is that the role you feel like you're filling? Are you bridging a gap, or are you doing your own thing with the pop, or? Oh, I mean, we're all classically trained, like you said, and we just take what we've learned in other chamber ensembles and pretty much bring it into this. Uh, you still need the theory training because all the girls arrange and they put all the music that we play, they put it together. None of it's bought. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, you know, great to, especially our hugest audience is a bunch of kids and they're the ones who are like, oh my gosh, like I can do this t- part too. I can be in band and do yeah. jazz play pop like if I can hear it on the radio I can play it on my instrument and I think that's part of the coolest part it's like yeah you can do everything we're kind of the ones to introduce them to this like broader world and spectrum of what clarinet is you know able to do yeah I like that that's a great answer and you know I find a lot of my students too for example I mean they they're younger younger kids and they they start to learn a few notes and then one of the first things they want to do is learn a song that they know you know something on the radio or they go get these little books and, and uh, something that they can relate to. So I, I think you've really sort of found a niche that's really, really cool. Have you found that there's any sort of stigma about playing pop music that you felt some resistance from the communities as clarinetists or has it been well accepted or, or what has that been like? I think um, when we started that, we didn't have much support from the school, <laughs> you know, um, 
I don't think like they really like usually classical musicians they don't really appreciate that too much. Um, but I feel like um, I don't know. I feel like when you learn clarinet, for example, I always was told even in France to not do clarinet jazz because it's not the same. You want to keep your embouchure. You want to keep that really mm-hmm. nice long sound of the clarinet. But I feel like we're not transforming anything. We're pretty much playing classical clarinets, but we're playing pop music. We're just playing things that we like because we listen to uh, pop music. We have a regular life outside of uh, classical uh, classical musicians, I guess. And um, and so I feel like we're just having fun and making yeah the instrument accessible through like songs that are like kind of entertaining. And I have had friends forever that I mean they knew me forever and they never really enjoy what I did as like a classical musician. Like they will be oh yeah you have a concert yeah I might come whatever. And since I'm doing that group they're like oh I love I love what you're doing and then and it's just because it's accessible to them now. Before it was not going to see even Mozart concerto. They don't want to go there. They are bored. I mean, it's it's sad, but it is. Mm-hmm. And so when we do that, everybody is like interested, and it's good. I mean, I think it's good. But from the the real like classical musician, I don't think we have had that much support, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Well, that's something that like for example, this year, one of the things about the podcast is I spent the first year basically doing what I wanted to do with it. I'm very interested in new music, and I kind of interviewed a lot of the people who growing up like Evan Zaporin. Um, Michael Lowenstern and things who had been a huge influence on me. And, and one of the sort of, I don't know if it was a criticism, but it came back like, Hey, why aren't you touching on Klezmer? What about the pop elements of clarinet? What about jazz? What about, and I was like, Oh my God, there's so much more than I've really been touching on. And that's, I'm actually going to make, I have been making an effort to reach out to orchestral players and uh, groups like you guys. There's another pop artist coming on soon. Um, and again, he sort of just contacted me and was like, hey, I'm coming on your show. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyways, I think that it's really great what you guys are doing. If you give a kid the chance or even an adult the chance to experience the clarinet in a way that they can relate to, I mm-hmm. think it leads to them experiencing more music. What do you think about that? Yeah, you make the instrument accessible. They like the instrument. And then they might actually look at other videos and see classical music. And, and it's, it's true for kids. Some want to start the clarinet, but they only want to do those songs and stuff and then after they start enjoying the instrument they kind of like it and they do a little more and then you can push to actually do real classical music and so yeah I mean I think it's it's good and I feel like um we have a lot of younger like kids like looking up to us and um they are like practicing more if we have parents saying that they are practicing more they they like thanks us for like getting into band and everything and so it's great I mean it, it's the goal. I think when we started, we wanted to make the instrument more accessible to a broad audience. But I think now uh, there's another thing that we're doing. It's also kind of an educational purpose of like making kids like motivated to like do an instrument to like, because it's such a great thing to have in life later on, but a lot of people just give up. And I think now we have a lot of young clarinetists that are excited to do the clarinet, which is it's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about the education outreach thing you've got going. We are like just starting, uh, we will be starting in uh, on the beginning of 2018 a project, which is the Paul Play Clarinet Project. Uh, we'll reach out to schools and we have, it's not really out there yet, but um, we'll propose um, kind of a masterclass activity uh, for um, schools and uh, for their band program or the clarinet program, I guess. And then it's just to, uh, to make uh, younger like, kids like excited about the instrument and just playing in band and 
see the possibilities of music and it's just because it came like after our videos we just got so many people reaching out to us and saying oh like I'm so motivated I want to do in that band I want to be in order band I want to take clarinet lessons I want to do all those things and parents and and so it's really touching a younger audience maybe the most but it's it's important I feel like we didn't really think about that as much as now we're like oh there's also that side of the group and I mean, it's so exciting. We did both. Like, we wanted to make the client accessible because we're tired, tired of hearing, yeah, you play the flute. What is the flute? You play like that. No, I play like that. I mean, and so, <laughs> so now they know the instrument. It's accessible. They even look at some other, like, clarinet, any about orchestra piece, pieces. And then on top, we have younger kids that are, like, motivated to, like, play and, like, excited. And it's, it's awesome. So, you know, you guys have put so much effort into your videos and that's one of the things I remember when it first popped up on my Facebook feed a while ago, I was like, oh, what's this? It looks like a professionally produced um, music video for this song. And I was, I was happy to see that it was actually some cool arrangements. And then before I knew it, though, like there was the four of you guys out in a desert, like with this amazing production. And, and so, like, just walk me through, like, how are you not only planning these videos, but 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 marketing them and, and funding them. And I mean, that one's had half a million views. Yeah. It's almost there. I, yeah. So we, I think we've just mostly gotten really lucky to know people who have, um, the equipment and skills needed. Mm-hmm. Our first video, you know, we just knew a guy with a camera and a drone and then Clara was like, Oh, let's go to the desert. It'll be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah drive out early in the morning, like past Palm Springs in the middle of nowhere and take some footage. And we didn't really know what we were doing. And, you know, we gave the guy a couple hundred bucks for his time. Mm -hmm. Um, And we ended up with the first video and it it ended up looking really beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I feel like we all have like a good um, creative side. We really like, we only look at a lot of videos and we are really all created differently, but we really like that. And I feel like we always have ideas. Like we could make a video every month, like mm-hmm. always ideas and music arrangement, like videos, like excited about that. I think it's almost the most fun doing that whole thing, not only the music part, but the whole thing. And we learned so much about everything. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I guess that was an idea and it worked out amazing. And yeah. And then there's plenty other possibilities it's just the beginning so did you do like a sort of like a script right thing or just sort of um go out there and have him film you guys running through the music i mean i've never filmed a music video so i'm actually trying to imagine too like how do you hear the music while you're in the desert and they're filming you like do they put a speaker or yeah we bring out a a speaker Mm -hmm. to our sets and then okay so we play our parts along with the music so it you know all lines up so we usually re-record the piece first, and then um, we do the music video, and yeah. then you know that the professional recording is put onto the music video. It's not live, um, so yeah, it might be a little hard to it. record four clarinets out. Yeah, then, yeah. <laughs> we were not in tune that day. <laughs> I, yeah, not the best studio environment. <laughs> a little dry. No one does that. I mean, a real yeah. music video. No one does that. Like it's. Like, yeah, it's a prof- like it's been done like in professional studios. I mean, actually, at the beginning, we had less um, experiences, so we recorded at a friend's house with kind of medium equipment, and then it got better 
And every video is getting better because we know more people. We actually know more about everything because we all had to learn about how to make a video, how it works, how or how to record, how to record stuff. Yeah. 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 It's true because when we started recording, we recorded each instrument separately. And then actually we realized that it's better to record together with different microphones, but to kind of play like as a group instead of lining four parts, you know? Yeah, so yeah. But we learn a lot and we know that we need um, to record in a professional studios, but we've been lucky. I mean, thanks to Shani, like we actually recorded at UCLA this year um, and that was, they have a beautiful studio, so recording studio. So that was great. So what was it like at the very beginning then as you guys were f- first starting this? I mean, uh, for me, I mean, I imagine that if I decided to get together and do a video with some people, I mean, it would just seem like an insurmountable task, but you, you seem so relaxed about it and as if you sort of just knew it would work or... Like, I, I, I'm trying to imagine the mindset, you know, let's go to the desert and get this done today. <laughs> you know, like. It was so much work. And I think we've all been angry with each other more times than we can even count. But, <laughs> uh, it, it's really hard um, just because we were learning everything. And it's everything took 10 times longer and was 10 times harder than we originally thought it would be. We've learned. Yeah, I mean, it's great because when you do like classical music like we did up to a master in clarinet performance, uh, you don't learn anything about anything. Business, like music business, nothing. Yeah. Music production, nothing. We took a class uh, on our own uh, that was not a credit class um, to learn a little bit about music production and how to use uh, logic software, for example. But like we didn't know anything about anything. We just, I guess, well, really in our, I don't know, in our era, I guess. So we like on like social medias and doing all those things. So that we know how it works. But the rest, we had no clue. So we learned, we learned, and it took longer. It was, yeah. But it worked pretty well. I don't think we're like the most stressed out people. We have been friends for a long time. And we know each other. And we knew a lot of people. So we just pretty much tried. Most people don't try. We tried, and some people say you'll never make it, and now we are like half a million views, so nothing yeah. want to do anything for us, nothing. Or like maybe like a little bit, or like yeah. you know, buying lunch. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean buying lunch or whatever, but not. we like did it uh, not, not having any money, uh, especially. We, the videos were really, like, they didn't cost us a lot of money. We, none of us are rich and can afford anything, uh, uh, like that, and then the views we had just came naturally, little by little. I mean, we didn't push anything either. Like, so it, it's great. I mean, it's just I guess people liked it, and we felt when we did it that it was a niche. Like there was something to do. I felt like we could do something different. Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that about just sort of trying it and getting out there and doing the stuff because that's always what people say. They say the best way to get started with something is literally just to do it, right? And um, Someone recently asked me with, with the podcast, even they said, Oh, you know, I I don't know how you ended up getting such a good radio voice. And I'm like, well, part of it was, you know, practice. Like I, the first 25 episodes, like I almost want to go delete them. Sometimes they're pretty embarrassing for me, you know? And, and, uh, cause my voice sounds weird. I didn't really know how to use the microphone. I wasn't using a pop filter, (laughs) you know, all these things. And there's just stuff you learn along the way, but if you don't get started, you'll never know. So Exactly. And I guess when we did our first video, I mean, the video is beautiful. Uh, it has a lot of views, but the, yeah, the recording is not the best. It's not showing our best, I think, abilities on the instrument. It's not perfectly, yeah, perfectly like recording and stuff. And so we got some people like commenting on that, even professional people. 
um, that would not say names, that were not really, uh, <laughs> really saying, oh, it's not that great, it's not, but we tried, and we have a lot of views, it's not perfect, but the videos coming up are going to be great, because now we know how to do it. We can all play well, it's not a problem of that, it's just we didn't have the equipment and we did it for with no money, no budget, but we tried and the video is great. The recording is not as good as the newest recording that we've done and everything is going to get better. So you have to try. You have to try. People like say those things, they haven't tried and that's not our problem. That's their problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just to like add on to that, just, just with like how we started, it's like, you know, in the beginning, our first record with Lean On, the first music video we got, we were lucky we had a composer friend who was eager and willing to help us out. But after that, it's just because we needed more music. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are busy or you have to pay someone to, um, you know, like get it done at the t- time you want. And we're like, you know, we're all clarinetists. You know, we took theory classes, I'm sure arranging the parts would not be hard to figure out. We know our instrument better because naturally we're clarinetists, so we're going to know what we're capable of. And also, the, for the songs following the first video, we wanted to try, because, because I mean, the song, the, we had a great arrangement, but we wanted also to have more songs that kind of showed off our ability and our technique and that have a better sound and whatnot and so going forward I think it just paid off that we ended up re um arranging the tracks that we did because I mean I think they sound great I think the arrangements are great and I think they show off what we can do really well what are some of your favorite bands and does that affect sort of how you pick the songs or the songs kind of pick you do you hear one on the radio and go oh hey that would work great with clarinet quartet or how, how does it work a little bit of both. So with Lean On, at the time when we made that song, that was just kind of like the big song at the time. And we all liked the song. We liked Major Lazer a lot. We liked their music. And so we're like, we should totally do it. I mean, that would kind of be our like first thing. It's like, oh, hey, someone. Yeah, people are going to love it because everyone loves that song. And so why not? Let's try that one. And it worked out that we all liked it anyways. And then going forward, we wanted to do something along the lines of same type of genre, but also songs that work idiomatically with the clarinet, mm. like song. And then, you know, we could all within the arrangement, because Rainey and I are both the kind of like main arrangers of the group. We kind of, uh, and we, I mean, we both arrange differently, but we kind of listen to hear things and you know, we propose it to the group and we're like, hey, I think this song would be really cool. And we kind of consider whether it would work well for the instrument and if there's a way we can rearrange it to show off our technique, show our sound, different aspects of playing. And so with the pieces that we did going forward, we tried to implement more and more and more. And I mean, I I mean, I know, I feel like Rainey is a little bit of a nap, more she's more naturally suited to arranging. When I started arranging songs, I was like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just like doing this by ear and like, hopefully the sounds good. And I mean, so far the songs that I've picked to arrange so far have worked out. And as I do more and more, I feel like I'm learning more and like how to arrange things better for the instruments. So it's all Mm -hmm. a big like learning process, I feel like. But I feel like as we keep, like as Claire said, we try 
as long once as we keep trying, we're gonna get better and better at it with all the things that we didn't necessarily know how to do starting off. Yeah, and I feel like the songs that we picked uh, maybe at the beginning was like really pop, like popular songs like on the radio. When we did How Deep Is Your Love, that was a big hit too, mm-hmm. and we, we all love him. And so that was great. I think uh, in the more recent, um, I mean, decision that we've made, it's we've done like maybe like Sweet Dreams. It's like because when we go out and we hear it uh, in the club, it's not only young people that dance out of it, but it's everybody. It touches the whole audience of like. 20 years old to like 50 years old will dance out of it and like they really like that song and we're like oh let's do that because it's it's great songs I mean those ones are the best and we all love it too and so but yeah still stay in the genre of like electro dance like dance music we want yeah. dance that was the goal like we won't change we won't do like jazz tomorrow because I think that's that's what we want to do, but there's plenty of possibilities. I mean, the clarinet is a very virtuosic instrument, has a beautiful tone. You can do anything with it. So that was one of my next questions, actually, is uh, do you see yourself expanding outside of this this genre into other um, almost like alternative pop bands. Like for me, Radiohead is my favorite band ever. <laughs> um, I would love to hear something by them. Uh, but I imagine there's other people kind of on another side, maybe something a little bit more jazzy or or uh, or something like that. Are you are you planning on sort of exploring or staying within this sort of dancey pop realm? So actually, we have quite a not quite a few, but we've got we've had arrangements that we've done that we kind of abandon because they end up not sounding good. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> Claire and I both love it, Amy Winehouse, and she's a great jazz singer. Um, so maybe we would do something like that. I, I don't... We just want to keep that uh, electro sound in the back. Yeah. So it's possible mm. that we could delve, yeah. delve into yeah. other like rock or like even jazz. But this... Well, first the song would have to kind of fit mm-hmm. our scope. And it also... We don't, we don't want to like put a different twist on it because it's like... Mm-hmm. For yeah. example, we had arranged a song... Like, like the Amy Winehouse Back to Black. We arranged it, but we wanted to kind of give it our own little twist on it. So it's like, it's not just, oh, I'm hearing Black to Black arranged for four clarinets. It's like, oh, I'm hearing a really cool interpretation of the music. It's like, we want to, like, yeah. really change the interpretation. It will be, like, more dense Amy Winehouse. It will not be, like, acoustic. We can do that. We do sometimes videos of, like, other things. But I think the group itself is really, like, bringing like the the culture that people have right now the music they listen to uh in our group and with the instrument that we're playing and make it possible uh and so far we're only doing covers because um i guess it's easier in the sense that people will like get to know us through covers but mm-hmm. the main goal is actually to do originals mm-hmm. we would love to do originals i just feel like if you like thinking business and marketing you need to do covers first so people get yeah. to know and they like you then maybe they might like your covers uh, they might like your originals. So yeah. we ideally we would like to do like, I don't know, maybe like a little more covers um, and then maybe do some originals. And also I think another idea will be to collaborate with other people. A lot of people have said that they wish we could have a singer, we could have some kind of something else added to us. Mm-hmm. We're not against that. I kind of feel like the first step was like to finish like an album of covers. That would be the goal to have like a cover up like, yeah, an album of covers and then we can do some maybe another album with like yeah maybe like I don't know collaborations and if possible in the future like doing originals because we we could write really cool thing and we've already started it's just 
call to, to like put that out there yet. Yeah. And you it's like, smart. <laughs> and going back to like, or the arranging aspect, it's like, it's one thing to arrange like a song that's already existed, but to like really come up with like something really authentic, original, like that a work that you're proud of. Like I am okay with arranging. I mean, just cause I've started trying, but composing is like a whole, like another feel mm-hmm. that yeah. we're, we still are learning about. We still don't really know as much about, uh, so that's, I mean, we're still kind of in the process of figuring all of that mm-hmm. out. So I was about to ask what the sort of long-term or next goal is. Is the album something you guys are having in the works or is that more of a long-term project? It's a little bit more of a long-term project, I would say, just because I think we're still, we'd like to see what we could do next with other songs and again, collaborating with other people and like, experimenting stuff right now we're in the process of we're we're, we're get, trying to get equipment for live shows uh. so a lot so if we're in like an indoor venue for example you know most places you know they might have their own set of mics or whatever but you know it's hard to play clarinet outdoors we've gotten a lot of opportunities to play outdoors but the problem is it's like you know, if you're, if you're, for example, one of the first places we started playing at was in front of the, those lights and at the LACMA museum. Mm-hmm. And we, we tried that because, you know, it's a very popular tourist attraction. A lot of people go there and we did get some attention from there, but often the problem with playing it outside like that is, you know, we have cars zooming by mm-hmm. and it's like, we don't really have, we only have like kind of one amp that plays are like drum tracks behind us. And that's all you can really hear unless we're like blasting. But at, when we're like all playing at like double forte, just so we can get people to hear what yeah. their internet sounds like. It's like you lose dynamics. You kind of lose the like magic of what we arranged. And so right now we're in the process of trying, we're actually starting a Kickstarter soon, oh. soon to be released. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you done a, anything like that before as far as crowdfunding goes and, or is no, it be your first time? No, we not did. really. We paid for everything. We never had a funding, but we kept it pretty cheap because we knew a lot of people. Uh, no, but like we're going to do that fundraiser and and we're like hoping to get a lot of equipment and actually a mics that are, are specialized for clarinets. Because uh, the, even the AMT mics? Is that the ones you're looking at? The outdoor ones? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So yeah. getting those ones um, and then... Because even if the prime is outside, uh, yeah, outside indoor is kind of a prime as well. We've done some concerts. Yeah, it sounds better, obviously, if you like a nice recital hall or things like that. But still, it's not the sound that we want. I mean, we kind of want to do those. I mean, I personally, but I think that's the goal. It's like to play those big shows if we could. Just, oh, yes, playing those little shows, but it would be great to be on a big stage with a big, like, sound system and, like, making a little, like, I don't know, the clarinet, a little rock and roll if you want, but, like, making a bit sound. And so to do that, we need a lot of amplification. And, and so there's like a big thing to do. Or if not, we like restricted to our instrument, which is not that loud and not really working too well with like an electro bass. Uh, one of the main thing was to keep a traditional like clarinet sound because we don't want, if we yeah. transfer thing, then it's not a clarinet anymore. And that's just the fingerings will be a clarinet, but that's not the purpose. Like we want to keep a clarinet sound and make it, work with uh, an electro like I guess um, bass um, but we just need a like, amplification and so far we haven't really played on concert because 
we don't want to go too fast. We we need to have that equipment first to do like good shows. Like we have quite a lot of songs now. I think we're ready. We've done some little stages to see how it works and it goes well. But I feel like if we want to start like doing some shows that we need the equipment first, then we do the shows. I think it's been a lot of patience on everything. Um, from a part and it's hard because you have to wait when you have plenty of ideas and it's like, oh, I have to wait for that, for that, for that. But um, yeah, we'll be patient for that one. Like when we have the equipment, then we'll start doing shows. So that's why. So far we're doing videos and we're learning a lot. And the group only started like what, two years ago, maybe, no? 2015. Yeah, 2015. But like we really took a step, like like a big step, like in 2016, I guess, step uh, forward. So it's kind of a recent group. Like we've known each other for a long time, but it's a recent group. And it, it might take four or five years for us to, or even more to get where we want to go, but we, we're not in a rush. We'll get better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's go around the group for a second. And, uh, I'm kind of interested in a couple of questions, maybe for each of you, just so everyone has a chance to answer something. The first question is if you could record any song with the group, what would it be? And the second one is where do you see the group or where would your dream for the group in five years be? I'm a huge Radiohead fan too. Like, Oh, nice. In here, there's like posters everywhere, but, um, <laughs> Uh, I would want to do uh, Weird Fishes. I yes. Oh, yeah. I actually play drums. I'll play drums for you guys on it. <laughs> oh, you can be our first collaboration. Um, I actually, sort of interrupt, I'm just getting so excited now. A while ago, I recorded Paranoid Android with a sax quartet. I played drums, which was oh, really cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry, that's go ahead. That's what I want when I'm walking <laughs> the aisle. After I say I do, I just want the climax of Paranoid Android to just poof. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. um, but, like, I, I seriously think we could just be, you know, performing on the Grammy stage one day and just, even mm-hmm. if it's just the like, best new artist, something small like that, you know. Um, but <laughs> it would be really cool um, to just play and then just so people could be like, oh, yeah, I used to play clarinet because, like, we hear that all the time. And it's like, well, why just stop? Like, keep going. Um, but, yeah, like, everyone knows what clarinet is, but, like, they don't at the same time. So it would be cool if we could do that. You know, before we go on again, do you know, one of my sort of dream guests I've been trying to reach um, is the guy who played clarinet on Amnesiac. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's only one instance, I think, where Radiohead used clarinet. And yeah, it's in the Life in a Glass house. And I was trying to get him on the show. Actually, I've been in touch, but he's very old now. And I don't think he really uses email that much. So <laughs> it'll be very, very cool. But anyways, that's a really great answer. Next, maybe. Um, Rainy, do you want to go next? Sure, I'll go. So this would be kind of backwards from what we usually do. But I would love to do um, like an electronic kind of dance dubstep version of Rite of Spring by Stravinsky. Ah. 
Because that's, that's my favorite classical piece, and I think there's just some really cool stuff in that. That would make a great piece. I mean, so if dreams came true, that would probably be my pick. And as for where I see us in five years, I, I would really like it if we could expand um, our access to video equipment. I think it, you know, we've got so many video ideas and it seems to really be a good format for us. And I would like us to make more regular videos as well as be able to perform live in a variety of venues and not have to always worry about logistics so much. Song, I think we already had that idea before, but I, I think um, Hide and Seek. Oh, Imogen. Imogen. Oh, Hide and Seek. Oh, that's a perfect one. Uh, it would be really cool. I mean, giving like a little twist to it, obviously, but I think it will be really pretty on the clarinet. And we mm -hmm. can make uh, a part that would be maybe more like a choir sound. And then after going into like a little more. Dynamic, for for those who don't know this song, this is a song that's done uh, by a band named Imogen Heap. And it's with a vocorder, which is, I think she's actually just singing into the, well, I know what she does because I tried to cover it one time for fun, but she sings into a vocorder and then plays the chords along with herself and it makes a really cool effect. Where are we? What the hell is going on? The dust has on. Really good. Um, actually, for the Manchester, like uh, uh, they did like a concert for the what happened in Manchester. She came on stage and sang that song. Oh wow! And, I mean, it was great. I mean, it's not as good as like it was live, so it's not as good, but it's such a beautiful song. A song, and everybody knows it. I mean, I think a lot of people actually know it from like different. It's been taken a lot in like shows and like movies. So some people recognize it; they don't know the song, but when they hear it, they're like, "Oh, that's from that." movie or whatever so yeah that would be a song that i would like to do and i guess for the future i mean big big plans i mean i want it all i want i want to i want i, I, I feel like i want to do the education educational side and i kind of i dig a little bit into that and then i would love us to perform and tour and perform in europe because because i'm french uh, some people follow also the group in france and mm up and we have people that are like oh you should come so um yeah i would love for us to do that uh it would be so great to like i think we could just have like a lot of fun and we love performing and it will be i don't know it will be great just but in the future that's fine we can wait mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i love all of the things that like my girls are saying with the, the song choices because I I mean I love like so many different genres of music that's why for me it's so hard just to pick one but if I would have to say one or at the moment I'm very much I love hip-hop and rap I'm like kind of that little outsider in a way um I would love to do currently Kendrick Lamar is like my favorite like hip-hop rapper um I'd love to do something by him I think I just think like what he's doing with hip hop and rap and not, I, I, he's just so, he like dips, gets a lot of inspiration from jazz music, which in the, his, not the 
most recent album, but it's the one it's called To Pimp a Butterfly. He has a lot of jazz influence in it. And I just think it's so creative what he does with rap music and like kind of transforms it. So I'd love to do a track by him. I'm not sure exactly which one I would do at the moment, but something by Kendrick Lamar would be awesome. And then as to where I see the group five years from now, I'm kind of like Claire. I'm like, I want it all. I want us to be touring. I want us to be playing on in venues. I, and I think a big part of like where I see us five years right now is just because I just so strongly believe in like um, what our group is kind of doing and bridging the gap between like the classical and like pop thing. And so I think like the more people catch on to that, I think it could be like really inspired, not even just for like our own communities that we're connecting to together, but just for anyone, I think anyone could enjoy our kind of music. So I want to be out there. I want to be winning Grammys. I want to be like, yeah, like I said, (laughs) go big or go home. Well, yeah, guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your optimism and what you're doing for the the clarinet community. And um, yeah, I'd actually be really interested in some sort of collaboration down the line. So we should we should look into that and see. It'd be yeah, a lot of fun. Totally. It'd be clarinet. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> there you go. Any Anything else you'd like to say before we uh, wrap up? What about your very next video? What's the next project going to be like? Well, keep your eyes peeled because it's a it's a classic and it's a really cool band. Um, that we're really um, about women empowerment, and I think once you see it, you'll know when it's there. Oh, very so cool! That's all we get, eh? Very lucky. It's a bit, though. It's really cool. I ra- I arranged the music for this, and I'm like, that's like it's like one of my more yeah prouder moments as like an arranger. I think it's a really fun yeah. arrangement. Such a good arrangement. Yeah. yeah, we're very excited. And it's a fun it. song, and everybody knows it, and everybody will love it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. So thank you so much for coming on the show today, guys. And uh, where can we find you online? Uh, your YouTube channel, your website, Twitter? So our website is for, F-O-U-R, playclarinet.com, where you can find us on YouTube at for Play Clarinet. We're on Instagram, F-O-U-R, play clarinet. We are on Twitter, number four, play clarinet and we're also on facebook as for play clarinet fantastic thanks so much for coming on the podcast guys thank you thank you Thank you so much for listening to the Clarinet Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to learn more, please see the show notes for this and all other episodes at www.clarinet.com. There's a lot of ways to spend a dollar in this day and age, and a dollar doesn't go nearly as far as it used to. You can buy about a third of a cup of coffee, half of a read, or maybe 30 seconds of lessons with a really great private teacher. Well, for just $1 a month, you could also be supporting the Clarinet Podcast and getting access to exclusive bonus content. Depending on your sponsorship level, you might actually get access to early episodes, bonus content, and more. Check it out at www.clarinet.com and click on the Patreon link. Be sure to tune in next time for a conversation with the legendary Stanley Drucker. Stanley was, of course, the principal clarinetist of the New York Philharmonic Orchestra for over 60 years.
Our conversation focuses on his latest CD set release, which is called the Heritage Collection, and it spans his musical performances of chamber works, solo clarinet pieces, and duet clarinet pieces, um, actually performed with his wife, Naomi Drucker, who will be making an appearance on the show as well. Um, But these performances are all unique and special in the sense that they are in very small venues um, from the mid-1970s to the mid-2000s, places like churches, schools, museums, not really what you might expect for someone of Stanley's caliber, who of course is used to performing for thousands and thousands of people in front of one of the world's premier orchestras. This episode was brought to you by our sponsor, Diderio Woodwinds, and I'd like to thank you so much for listening. Sanding, shaping, balancing. For centuries, mastering your instrument meant mastering these crafts too. But now, D'Addario is refining craftsmanship for the 21st century by refining their reeds and mouthpieces with the world's most innovative techniques, so you can spend less time sanding, shaping, and balancing, and more time perfecting your own craft. To learn more about the new era of craftsmanship from D'Addario Woodwinds, visit daddario.com woodwinds.